And yes, it does feel really awkward. Um, oh. <laughs> that was from a few years ago. But anyway, I'm going to pray really quick, and we're just going to go ahead and get started. Father, I thank you right now that you're just in this room and that you have things that you want to say. Lord, I pray that you would um, encounter every single person that's here. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would just be released into this room. Lord, I pray that every single person would just, uh, even right now in this moment, feel that you're right in front of them. God has a specific, he wants to say to you, and he's, as even in the midst of the whole room, his attention is on you, and I want your attention to just be on him right now in this moment. I just want your eyes to see him, and Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just wake us up to that. Lord, I thank you for this moment, in Jesus' name. I want to speak to you about... Um, Luke 6, I'm just going to turn there really quick. Let me move that. This is a small stand. So, Jesus is right here, and Jesus is teaching, and he's been teaching for a minute, and he's, he says, um, he, he starts talking about some interesting things. He starts talking about trees, so we're going to talk about trees a little bit. And Jesus says, in verse 43, he says, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. So, what's a bad tree? What's a good tree? Um, my first point, be a good tree. Sounds spiritual, doesn't it? Well, I want to talk to you real quick about, um, the Bible has a way of often comparing people to trees, and you... The issue here is about trees, and it's about fruit, and a lot of people feel like, I want to fix my life by trying to bear, make better fruit, but the problem is that a bad tree can't bear good fruit. So if you are a bad tree, you can't do something, it's, it's not so much in that about what you're doing, but it's what you are. You're going to do out of who you are, and... Who you are can only be changed by Jesus. So I really just want to glorify Jesus. And I even had to repent on the way over here today because I was thinking about all the things that I was going to do. And I really was thinking, only Jesus even has the capacity to do anything in you. And I really just, uh, if you get nothing else, I just want Jesus to be glorified to you uh, in this whatever, uh, 10 minutes to midnight, however long we go. I want Jesus to really just be glorified and... I want you to realize that, like, you were a bad tree. Um, what does that mean? It just means that what comes out of your life is naturally going to be the wrong thing until you meet Jesus and actually let Him change you and invite Him to change you. Until you do that, you can try, but it's your, your fruit's not going to be real good. And don't get hung up on the me saying trees and fruit. When I'm talking about fruit, I'm talking about what is your life producing? What's coming out of you? What is your mouth saying? What, what do people see when they're looking at your life? Um, fruit, even um, like who knows the fruit of the Spirit? Somebody say it real quick. What's the fruit of the Spirit? Amen. Come on. So the, that's the fruit of the Spirit. That's some of the things that actually come out of a person, of a life lived that's a good tree. A person, the difference between a good tree and a bad tree is a person who has Jesus living on the inside of them. So the way that you on accident did everything 
bad and you were drawn to sin, when Jesus changes you, he actually begins to change the nature inside of you. He begins to do something so that you naturally are drawn towards doing the right thing. So when you have Jesus inside of you, living in you, and you begin to yield to him, he will naturally start to, uh, you will do things on accident that look like Jesus. I am more prophetic and I'm more spiritual sometimes now on accident than whenever I'm actually trying to do it on purpose because Jesus is inside of me. And if you have asked him to be, then he lives inside of you too. And if you haven't, then it would be a really good time to start. Um, Verse 44, he says, For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a a bramble bush. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaks. What's going to... You might say, well, yeah, I said a prayer and I got saved. But my fruit still doesn't look right. And I I am trying and I am saved, but my fruit still doesn't look right. Well, here's here's what Jesus then begins to say. The first step is you make that transition. Old things are passed away. All things become new. Jesus changes things in your life. But then you... Jesus is saying right here... What's stored up in your heart? What does a tree store up inside of it? Well, yeah, okay. I was looking for like water or something, but nutrients is good too, I guess. Yeah, thanks, Parker. So, a tree, a tree does not try to produce its fruit. A tree only has one job. And it's just to drink. That's the whole, all that a tree is trying to do is its roots are going down and it's trying to drink and the fruit happens by accident. And in, I'm going to reference real quick into Psalm 1, if I can turn there really fast. Because this whole theme keeps going throughout the Bible about you being a tree. And I want you to see real quick, what what does it look like to drink? It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And when it says law, it can really just be, it's the word of God. It's the Bible. It's it's the things that Jesus is saying and doing in your life. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The man who is storing up good in his heart is a person who is meditating on the word of God day and night. And I started just this started to really hit me a few weeks ago that like that's all that a tree does and we kind of make our lives really complicated by doing all kinds of things and we feel like there's so much that we've got to do even in our christian lives but like the tree does this one thing right and everything else happens right because it's doing this one thing right and sometimes we're trying to do all of these other things and we need to 
Sometimes we get so focused on doing the many things that we neglect to do the one thing. You remember the story of uh, Mary and Martha? Martha's running around trying to make Jesus a sandwich. And then her sister, Mary, is over there sitting at the feet of Jesus, enjoying him. And if you don't learn how to enjoy Jesus, you will not make it as a Christian. If you don't learn how to sit at his feet and drink from him and enjoy his word, you might read his word, but do you enjoy it? I want to provoke you right now to learn how to enjoy the word. And if you don't, I want you to, I want you to respond even at some point tonight and say, Jesus, help me to enjoy your word in a way that I haven't enjoyed it before. Lord, I've tried to read it, but I struggle to read it. I used to struggle to read it too. I used to feel like it was a chore. I wasn't good at reading. I had ADHD. I was like, I could not sit still and read, but then Jesus does something inside of me so that I begin to enjoy it. And the difference is Holy Spirit being there and I'm encountering a person. It's not about just let me read so much of this in a day and then uh, this is if I read for 30 minutes then I'll have more joy I want you to realize when it talks about the word enjoying it talks about the law meditate in the law uh, meditate on the word of God let me tell you something about the word the word isn't just a book the word is a person and I need you to get that you're not just drawing near to the book I want you to draw near to the person because if you read the book but you miss the person you're going to miss the point because it was revealed in a person named Jesus and he wants to know you and know you personally and he wants you to draw near to him he wants you to be as single-minded on him as a tree is on going to the water because if if a tree is bearing bad fruit, and maybe you're saying, oh, well, my life doesn't look like what I want it to look like. My fruit's wrong. If a tree is actually bearing bad fruit and you know that it's thirsty, we know enough to go, well, let me put some water on it. But sometimes with our lives, we're like, okay, like those fruits of the Spirit that you just mentioned, like joy is one of them, patience is one of them. If, if you realize... Um, I'm struggling in this area. If you realize like, hey, I'm struggling with looking at this on the computer. I'm struggling with depression and just uh, looking at myself in the mirror and just hating myself or something. If you realize like, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Maybe you need to look at what I'm putting in. Am I drawing from this or am I putting something else in? Because you might be, you might be trying to pour Mountain Dew on a tree and thinking, why is it not producing fruit? What's wrong with it? I'm pouring, I keep feeding this thing, this Mountain Dew, but it's not producing the kind of fruit that it needs to produce. That's what it looks like when you're like, I keep getting depressed. I spend two hours a day looking on Facebook. I don't know why I feel like I have a problem with self-image. I'm, I'm having trouble looking at this stuff over here, but, and I don't know why I keep, I just keep scrolling through Instagram and I just keep, you know, I read the Bible like five minutes a day. That might be the problem. That you're trying to fix the fruit, but you're not getting into what the roots are trying to get to. You've missed the point whenever you're just trying to fix the symptom, but you're not getting into where you were, you were made for this. That's what I want you to get. The way a tree was made for water, you were made for this. And you... At some point in your life, you probably didn't know that, but I want you to know that you were made for Jesus. He knew you before the foundations of the world. He waited and kept you in his heart until the time for you to be born so that he could finally release you into the world 
so that you could enjoy him. He wants you to enjoy him. He doesn't want you to just perform for him. He doesn't want you to just do stuff and make fruit for him. He wants you to first enjoy him. If you learn how to enjoy being with Jesus, you will be, your whole life will be different. If you enjoy Jesus, you will do on accident what religious people are just trying to do to try to work their way into God's pleasure instead of realizing that you already are his pleasure. If you weren't, he wouldn't have sent his son for you. I want you to get this. Sometimes I I used to deal with feeling like I've got to do enough for God and feeling like I have to, like I wasn't doing enough. Like, oh, I'm not reading enough. I'm not... um, I'm not worshiping enough. I'm not praying enough. And I feel like I need to do some of these things in order to make him happy with me. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to wake up this early and read the Bible, but I I slept in this morning. I pushed snooze like 16 times and then I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And and then I'm thinking at the end of the day, I'm scared to go to God. He's probably going to be mad at me. But then I had these moments where I would actually go to him and then um, I realized that he wasn't. And it changed everything to realize like, oh, he's, he's, he's really good all the time. He's not mad at me. He's saying, the reason you're not enjoying, the reason, picture this, the reason I didn't go to him is because I didn't realize how good he was. The solution is not for him to show me that he's angry with me. What he does is he actually says, well, come and let me show you how good I am. His kindness draws you to repentance and changing your mind about the way that you think about Him. If it sounds too easy, that's because it's the good news. Let me read something else. Uh, Back in Luke 46. um, My Bible here has a heading that kind of splits these passages, but Jesus is in the same conversation. He says, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house, and could not and could not shake it for it was founded on the rock but he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built his house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great i want you to catch that it's not talking about people that are in the world and christians it says but he who heard and did nothing It's talking about people that sat in church but didn't do anything. People that heard the word but did not treasure the word. People, you can sit in here for years and be unchanged because you don't treasure the things that God is trying to say to you and actually learn how to apply it. Like he said, why do you call me Lord and not do the things which I say? You can learn how to do the right things without treasuring the word and but we have to learn how to when you when you hear the word you have to treasure it you know like it says treasure uh, another translation i read says like store it up out of the good stored up in a man's heart if you store something in your heart 
long enough, it's going to come out in your actions. If you don't treasure it, then it's not, it's not going to. So, um, the Lord had to kind of show me even a few months ago that He had spoken some things to me, and I had heard it, and I wrote it down, but I stopped reading it. And the Lord just kind of said to me, if you will look at this, what I have said to you every day, if you will pray it every day, how could it not come to pass? If you hold on to the Word of God, you will see it come to pass. If you wrap yourself around it, whenever the Bible actually says uh, to wait upon the word, the Lord, um, the Hebrew there word there for wait actually means like to twist together, to wrap something up together. If you get into the Word and you're like, okay, well, it says this. The way that you store it up is by meditation, um, which just means to think about it, to remind yourself about it. Well, if you're going to try to remember something and you know that, oh, I'm probably not going to remember it, honestly, the best thing to do is write it down and put it somewhere that you're going to see it. So what you do is you write what God is saying to you and you keep looking at it. Keep it in front of you. Keep the Word in front of you. I mean, just to be real practical, read the Bible every day. Um, and learn how to see, like, learn how to use this and apply it. If you hear every sermon that you hear and actually learn how to apply it in some kind of way in your life, then your life will be consistently changing versus most people sit and they hear it and they get inspired by it, but they don't do anything about it. Um, I have sat through, uh, there was a time my, uh, the church I went to did like this whole series. Every Wednesday night we were talking about prayer and every Wednesday I came and I listened and I got really inspired about praying. I was like, yeah, he's, yeah, it just moves mountains. And I'm just really excited. I want to see God do stuff. But I didn't actually do something with it. And then, like, I kind of realized, like, like, I'm being vulnerable right now. I, I should have done something, but I didn't do anything. I just heard the word. And I got inspired about it. And you might get inspired about something that happens, but find a way to actually uh, practice what you're hearing. Because until... Um, until you at some point say, okay, that was really inspiring. I'm going to set apart 30 minutes from 8 o'clock to 8.30 tonight. I'm going to actually go and pray. I'm going to write down people to pray for and actually start praying for them. I'm going to make room in my day for something to happen. You ever done that where you get inspired by a word and it's really cool, but then you don't actually do something? You're thinking, yeah, it would be really cool. Like, my life would be amazing if I prayed every day. But, and then, like... You just, for some reason, aren't doing it. Like, the, the secret is, like, you've got to be intentional about doing it because it doesn't happen by accident. Um, actually doing something takes you... Uh, part of storing up the Word and treasuring it is putting it to practice and, and walking it out. And that takes some effort on your part to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? How do I need to change my life? How do I need to let this shape me, this word that I'm hearing right now, so that it's actually in me? Everything, we're all in this process where 
everything that Jesus... We're all in this process where Jesus is changing every single aspect of your life. And the more you walk with him, the more you see that... Um, when you get something, he's got something else that he wants. He wants to take you deeper and deeper and continue to show you different areas in your life where he can just completely own it. Where Whether it's um, uh, oh, just like an example, like me and uh, Tiffany, when we got married, I already knew how to wake up and give my time to the Lord, but I didn't know how to, um, then God's got to teach me how to be a husband to her and how to... Um, just like real practical, I used to um, sit when we would eat and uh, someone would text me and I would look at it. Or somebody would call me and I'd be like, hey, Zach. No, I'm not busy. I'm just eating. I'm just eating with Tiffany. It's fine. And then the Lord convicted me and he was like, you need to not do that. You need to like set apart certain times even in your household to make it different. I'm not trying to preach to you about being on your phone at the table, but I'm trying to tell you that... Um, Little things like that in your life, it might sound like, oh, it's hard to set apart time to pray or read the Bible or whatever it is that's being spoken to you. But when you start it, it's weird because you didn't do it before. But once you actually do something, I think they say even in just like three weeks, if you do it every day, it becomes habit, which means you get to that point where it happens naturally. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just not looking at my phone because I'm just enjoying the time with my wife. We just don't do it. At that point, it becomes weird if you don't do it. If you begin to like, okay, it's weird, but I'm trying to make space to pray and to read the Bible every single you know evening. After a while, if you don't do it, you feel like something's weird. Something's not right. And, like, that's a good thing. Is this practical enough for you? Yeah? I hope so. I really hope so. I feel, I was praying on the way over here, and I really felt like... God said, He is awakening a love for His Word in this house. And he wants to start it with you. I really just want to pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that every single person that's here, Lord, including myself, Lord, I humble myself. Lord, I pray that you would help us to love your word and to treasure your word and to treasure the person of Jesus. I pray that our hearts would be gripped by Jesus tonight. Lord, I pray that for every person who um, struggles with genuinely loving you and genuinely loving to spend time with you, Lord, I pray that you would encounter them and that you would make yourself so real to them that it's like opening up their eyes. Lord, if... if If you feel today like you're trying to produce the right fruit, but you feel like you just can't get it, but you know that there's things in your life that, uh, you know, you're putting in and you're thinking, I'm putting this in and I know it's not good for me and I need to change what I'm putting in, then um, I want to give you the opportunity to respond and to begin to pray uh, Trinity, can you like play something on guitar or something? That would be cool. I really want you right now to just ask the Lord what He's, how He wants you to respond 
to what I'm saying. And I want you, I want to give you some space to do that. Whether you're saying I, I'm not producing the right fruit, like I'm, I'm angry or I'm impatient or I'm struggling with some things. And I know that I believe that if, uh, I believe that if I was more in love with Jesus, that it would really help this. And, and I've been, maybe you've been coming to church and maybe, maybe you've been struggling with it for a while, but you're saying, God, I want to make space for you in my life so that you can actually change it. Then I want, I want you to have the opportunity to respond. I don't, I don't know if you guys usually come to the front and kneel and pray or if you just pray at your seat. you're the person that just says I don't I I try to read the Bible but I don't read it enough and I struggle enjoying it and I really want Jesus to help me to enjoy spending time with him then I want you to respond to that too and just ask him Lord help me to love you help me to love your word it's okay to say Jesus help me love you because he'll do it you can't love him without him helping you to do it in the first place. And if you just feel like, I feel dead and I just need, I just need God to help me. And that's all you even know how to say. And this is for you too. This is your moment to pray and, and just, in whatever situation you got with the Lord, to just give that